Welcome to Odds and Ends, a Stock Odds podcast with Dave Singh and Rob Priesen. Good evening, Rob. How's everything? Not too bad. Thank you. All right. We're getting ready for um, a mid-month seasonality here. We're coming up on the ninth and 10th day of the month. It's kind of my favorite time. Uh, it's kind of very easy to use the, the, the seasonality almanac to come up with some themes. So you like you like the mid month seasonality? Is that I like you're... that. I like the, yeah. the the beginning of the month, but the mid month is like a very clean um, seasonality. Yeah, it makes sense. People get paid twice a month. Money flow in, um, and it's it's a good one. This and then also options expiration, but this is to me it seems a little more clean. But good. Yeah, so I, I did some work um, offline before we started this to see what kind of sectors and what kind of stocks are showing up to in a usual month in middle of March to outperform this the S&P, right, the spider. And some of the things that popped up are a lot of the tech stocks like uh, Adobe, Oracle, the chips, NVIDIA, Xilinx, Cisco. So it seems like a risk on kind of appetite, heavy into tech, NASDAQ 100, the SMH, XLK, those kinds of things are <clears throat> are showing up to be um, better outperformers with the stats. And things that are underperformers, um, some of the vacation stocks, MGM, some airlines, um, oil, and oil-related things. So um, let's see here. Gold is better, but silver is down, so a little bit mixed on that one. And also, uh, in terms of market cap, the IWM is expected to underperformed the spider slightly but the clearest signal i'm seeing is like qqq uh X, smh xlk these are solid um outperformers of the spider and then the things that underperform uh, are usually are energy so xle is expected to to, to underperform in the seasonality um same as financials financials um the kre kbe the regionals and even utilities so uh, the clear signal would be maybe a little bit more risk on and heavy in tech. So that's where we start with that. What do you see in the, uh, in your from your perch? <clears throat> well, we have the U.S. dollar still, um, you know, pretty strong relative to other currencies. Obviously, still part of the flight to quality trade there. Um, so your domestic companies generally do better than ones with international exposure when you have a stronger dollar. The um, yeah, the the thing that we've got this week, of course, is the Fed announcement. You know, this is now, you know, they've all the other meetings were sort of like trying to listen to what they were going to do come March, and now we've arrived. So this is the week, um, and you know, it's hard to know what the market will respond. Uh, you know, it's been factoring it in. Um, I think. As you mentioned earlier to me, you see some of the uh, move in the treasuries doing the work for the feds um, already. Um, you know, and this is what often happens is the market anticipates everything that it knows or can't, or the market factors in everything that it knows or can anticipate. So, you know, it's been heading that way already. Um, you know, the big thing, of course, is is still you know, the, the inflation that's only been aggravated by, you know, uh, the war. Um, but, you know, crude did pull back. Um, you know, my target was uh, 147.27 on, on uh, Brent crude. 
we did tag 140 and pulled back from there. Now at 109, um, so that that was that pullback was based on, you know, OPEC and some other countries being able to, you know, step in. Plus the release of the strategic reserves a bit. Not that wasn't making too much of a difference, but the OPEC thing certainly does. I, I don't know if it'll last uh, this pullback. You know, I'd be ready for a, a move back up again, and I think. Certainly, some of the forecasts are plausible. You know, like getting getting up to 150 or or even breaking through it. I'm not sure about 200. I mean, you know, uh, the the problem the problem is politically is is uh, going after some of these countries that you would rather not do business with and saying and begging them for more oil. I, I don't know. I don't know that that's a good thing. You know, uh, we could have had plenty if we wouldn't have been shutting down keystone pipeline and all kinds of other things <laughs> you yeah. know it's like come on now you, you know I, I think what covid did for you know us um, companies is when they were manufacturing in china and covid hit they realized how problematic that became and so some have relocated to manufacturing in Mexico and some have, you know, taken manufacturing back home into the U.S. Um, I think, you know, I think there is an argument to, in this day and age, to be more self-sufficient as a country, you know, depending on your own natural resources, and your own manufacturing. So uh, we, we we're headed towards you know, farming it all out everywhere. And we've done done largely that manufacturing and relying on other countries for all of the, even the commodities and things like that. But, you, you know, in times like this, you can really see how problematic that is. So um, This happens so, every time. They want the, the argument to be energy independent. When gas price is low, no one talks about it, right? And then we get high prices, suddenly that's the thing that's in vogue again. So same thing's happening. But people yeah. even like Elon Musk are saying, we got to start drilling more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is like a duh, you know. <laughs> but I mean, you know, there was this whole thing about, you know, wow, we don't need oil anymore. We got solar and we got, you know, all this kind of stuff. But um, I don't know. The world wasn't quite there. You know, it's like any company. You know, you put your best foot forward about what you want the future to look like. And mm -hmm. politicians have been doing that, too. And sort of like, here's where we're going. But really the infrastructure and the plausibility isn't there yet it's it's sort of the mm -hmm. best best laid plans but um that being said let's just take a look at um we've got the vix still at the 30 area so volatility still remains high you know anything over you know anything over 18 starts to get you know more stressful um in terms of the market swinging around and and throwing investors off Traders love it. I mean, you know, this has been like 2008 all over again with such high sustainable mm -hmm. volatility. And, and I think that will continue. So trading volatility is very different than, than trying to sit through it as an investor. Uh, so more of a trader's market. And, and we said that before we even came into this year. It's like, you know, it's this is the year of pair trading, the year of looking, you know, at stock picking more and, and looking at um, um you know, pair trading in terms of like fundamentals and stuff like that, um, and then just trading volatility. So, 
I think it's good. Um, make sure you disconnect sort of the price of oil from, you know, the price at the pump. I think even um, coming into this week, the, the prices at the pump can still kind of go up a little bit, even though oil's pulled back. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the national average is, you know, over $4 a gallon now, right? Uh, what is it in your area? $4 seems cheap. Here's about 6 to 6 yeah, there you go. Yeah, well, you're. Uh, I mean, I'm talking about the national average. I think it's four twenty-five or something. I, I wish. Yeah. So, uh, but anyway, um, okay. Let's take a look at the futures here and see where we're at for tonight. Um, so the Dow is. It was up a little bit more. It's pulled back. Uh, it's only up 045 percent, or one hundred and forty-nine. Um, that could quickly fade by the morning um the reason the reason for the bounce is sort of like this hopefulness about talks um what we know so far is that you know uh that hope is probably misplaced you know i i think uh putin he doesn't really care about the the people or the buildings what what he's after is the natural resources of the ukraine um the land you know um you know, like two and a half million people have already been displaced by the time this is finished. You know, there'll be maybe they talk as much as 10 million displaced. Well, so it's not about capturing the people, it's the land, right? So, you know, why would he stop what he started? I I, I don't get it. I don't get what, what's going to be accomplished with yeah. these talks. Um, we had a couple of days last week with the same kind of setup, right? Rumors yeah. of talks and negotiations, the market's up pre, pre-market. We open there and then lose it all within a short period of time. So this look, looks very similar to a couple of days last week. So Yeah. So um, so that's, that's up slightly. Again, it's pulled back a little bit from earlier. Um, the S&P is up about the same, 0.43. The NASDAQ is up 0.35. The Russell is up 0.49. It was up 0.85 earlier. So everything's sort of slipping a little bit. Um, we'll see how, how Europe does. Um, let's see here. The DAX is up uh, 0.89. And is the VIX gone up since I took No, it's still at 30. Okay. Uh, so as far as the, as far as the groups go, you know what uh, what would you lean on? Um, like bonds are certainly moving because of the Fed thing. Yeah, um, we've got a little like bit of we've got, well, we've got a little bit of problem with J.P. Morgan and the you know LME the nickel trade that that's gone so terribly wrong for some hedge funds and things like that. Um, so I'm I'm not sure the banks, even though interest rates you know. Are rising the banks should be favored they're not performing super well right now mm-hmm. what is the what is the xlf for this uh week it's expected to be down so um yeah so i would say well that's what we're kind of seeing even though it maybe is our you know an argument for they should be better but um they're not performing um the oil trade, that's going to be a tough one again, just because like it has pulled back. Um, 
and it could it could even sell off a little bit more, but it could also rally. It's going to be a little bit tricky. I'd probably be, you know, balanced long and short within the group. Uh, financials, same thing, balanced long and short. Um, the Nasdaq 100, the tech. I'm wondering when we get to this point where people go, you know, we're factoring in that Russia's going to end up completing its its mission that it wanted, and yeah, that might even mean, you know, significant um, ramifications. But we're factoring in that there is going to be an end to this, and so you know, this is the time to buy our technology stocks again. I'm always I'm always watching for that, for a bottom on this, mm-hmm. and that we could rally higher from here. Um, and even you got to remember, even in any bear market there are very powerful rallies. Some of the most powerful rallies I can recall in my 24 years of trading, you know, professionally um, have been in, in, you know, bear market condition. And they've just, they just screamed up. So you always have to be ready for that. You know, no different than, um, have you, have you ever, have you ever taken a trade where, you know, everything's kind of going down it's looking like it's going down it's already gone down and then you 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 go okay finally and you short something and no sooner have you shorted it it reverses on you and screams up right it's kind of like that it's like well that trade's already there so we are discounted you know we've we've pulled back tremendously this year uh we've been hit with the uh, the war thing um and the inflation thing and the interest rate thing and so all those are kind of in there i'm just wondering when the market goes okay we're mm-hmm. going to climb the wall of worry because we've already factored it all in do you know yeah do you know what i'm saying like so i'm always ready for it so how how best to position yourself well if the market's opening down it's a little bit easier because you can go long like tech stocks and take some risk on and then hedge with the cues or the spy, you know, and and you can get that sort of alpha of this individual components over the ETFs. When the market's opening flat or up, that's a little bit more difficult because if you pay up too much for those same stocks, they could pull back on you and then you have negative alpha, you know, you've got it working against you, right? Um, so the best thing to do in a flat market or up is actually to be pretty balanced longs and shorts. And I know last week you experienced a lot of those down days or the day, even the days we opened up a bit, your shorts were working pretty well for you, right? Yeah, and I, but I was playing some of the sectors. I was pressing strength and like energy and financials and that was working. Friday, it didn't work because it kind of flipped. Whatever was right. a pre-market, those sectors all gave it up very quickly and went the total opposite but yeah and that can happen i mean you know it's it's like if you go too much risk on so this is a very um you know sensitive area of how much you press the gas pedal down on on some of these risky tech stocks or whatever not even if they're that risky i mean it could be an adobe microsoft we wouldn't consider that risky but it may look like they're going to be very favorable in the morning and they can reverse right this week will be more balanced just in all sectors but I have one question. So XLU and XLRE, the real estate utilities are expected to be underperformers relative to the spider. Any thoughts on how to play those with the interest rate going up? Um, 
No, again, again, I would just sort of be balanced in them at the moment. Um, yeah. Not, 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 uh, I don't, I don't, I would have to look at it in the morning a little bit better, you know. Um, I'm going to pull out, um, I'm just going to run through a couple things that I got from a duck list screen. And this duck list screen is, which what I'm doing here, top A, top A stuff that I got. Top A, top B, where's my top B? Um, open to close, that's open to close, that's CCI. No, I'm, I can't find my other one right now. Hmm. Sorry about that. Oh, here it is, I got it now. Okay, so this is open to close strategy, uh, percent B and RSI. Uh, I know that percent B has been struggling a bit lately, but I, I put it back in a mix just because I like it overall, because um, I love standard deviation considerations, right? So it's looking like uh, the ducks are lined up on things like Abbott Labs, um, Applied materials. Um, it's, it's got CH Cardinal Health in there. Um, it's I know the trains were doing good and they pulled back a little bit, but CSX is back in there um, for the long side, right? Dow Chemical um, and some of the utilities like Duke and EIX and things are in there. There's some REITs in there, EQR and uh, ARE as well. Um, so those are all uh, kind of showcasing some some good odds. Actually, sorry, I, may, I misspoke on the Dow Chemical. Dow Chemical is a short. Um, and Apache Energy actually is a short, according to this. FE, another utility company, is along. Uh, F5 Networks, you know them. F5, yeah, along. Uh, Fiserv, FISV, along. And this is just from the the met the ducks lined up on the statistics. That's all, mm -hmm. right? So yeah, I mean, I would I would still just because we're in this, um, you know problem with the war, I would still lean more on utilities. Um, and you can, you know, you can be balanced. There's a few utilities to be short. There's there's more to be long right now. Um, but I would would tend to play that. But I, I would I would not avoid tech altogether because I just I can see these sort of discount buyers coming in, you know, and, and starting to factor in that, you know, this this is either going to continue on and on and on and you know it's it's not going to affect our tech stocks that much um or it's going to you know possibly be resolved uh you know maybe there is a a, a piece thing maybe there's a deal cut somehow i don't know how that's going to happen but but again you never know what's being factored in or who knows more information than we do and 
goes out and starts buying these things, right? Mm -hmm. But then what other markets in the world are you going to really be playing? You know, I mean, the U.S. is still the most liquid, you know, got some of the, you know, the great dividend stocks and and, uh, great tech companies. So still a place to play to position your money and stuff like that. So. Anyway, um, I'll let you go. I know you got uh, you got family plans, so um, good chatting with you, and we'll call it a night. All right, thanks a lot. Good luck. Okay, cheers.